What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with... His co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm on the microphone and on video. We are back. Uh, We're back from Utah. It was an absolutely fantastic trip, and it was incredible to hear from Eric Thomas, Gary Vanderchuk, David Goggins, all these massive names, Andy Frizzella. And if you want to hear more about our experience in Utah and at this conference, last Thursday, if you missed it, we did an episode on our 10 biggest takeaways. Takeaways. You are not going to want to miss that because that was an action-packed episode. Maybe you've already listened to it. Maybe listen to it again. I'm still feeling fired up. I'm still feeling charged up. And we have an incredible episode planned for you today. These questions are like some of the best questions we've ever had. We've got some really good thoughts and we're just so pumped to get into it. Another exciting announcement I have as well is that next week we're going to add a bonus segment to the episode. We're actually going to add a where we're at in our journey. So we're going to talk to you about what's working for us, what's not working, what we're changing to get better results, what we're experimenting with, our thoughts. I think it'll be a really good way to convey some of our successes, convey what we're struggling with, to give some more insights into the fitness journey. And we've been doing this over 10 years now, so we've got some really good stuff planned for that. So be fired up for that for next week. But as always, sit back, enjoy Take a sip of that coffee and let's go ahead and kick it off with Kyle's quote. So my quote this week is, and it was very hard to just pick one because there are so many things that I'm inspired by and that's on the top of my head. But this one here is the most important relationship is the one you'll have with yourself. Focus on what truly matters. And this one was actually by one of the speakers, Bradley, and it just really stood out to me because obviously we're always trying to improve our relationships with everybody around us and uh, and so many different things, but it's just, it's so important to sit down with yourself, to be able to sit into a nice dark room and just be able to be happy with where you're at, what's going on in your life and just so many other things. And I just think that a lot of times we try to make so many other people around us happy, which is incredible to do. And I think it's amazing to build up those relationships but if we're not truly happy with ourselves, with where we're at with what we do in our life and how we help other people like you just I think it's so hard to be happy and of course the fitness uh, like what we do with this podcast isn't just about fitness and and health but also about happiness and I did want to just spend some time talking about that because it has been on the top of my head so once again the most important relationship you have is the one you'll have with yourself focus on what truly matters that's incredibly well said and we've mentioned before too about how you should never lie to yourself when you say you're going to do something get out there do it and the more you can work that muscle in general and the more you can understand yourself i find it's one of the best ways to overcome objections i mentioned before like the example of if you're feeling sad you're feeling bored you'd be more likely to get food or some people they'll have food be a stress outlet and it's like how can i replace that if you know that about yourself or you know you're someone who over orders this is one of my problems i'll get excited i'll be somewhere cool and order like way more than i should eat And I also know that when I have food in front of me, I like to finish it. Like if it's there, I'm gonna finish it. That's just something I've done. So now I've adjusted and I'm like, okay, I know how I am. I'm gonna under order. I could always go up, get a little bit more. Let me eat, let it settle for a second then let me make that decision. Or even for me, I know I'm not a good snacker. I just feel tempted to keep eating. I'm doing it mindlessly. I prefer to be intentional and chew slowly and really enjoy my food and be really calculated with it. So I've eliminated that practice for the most part because 
easy way to put on some weight and have more calories is to mindlessly eat in front of some Netflix late at night when you don't really need it. So even for me, my takeaway is like, do I really need this? Is this what my body wants? Do I really just want to sit around and skip this workout? No, I'll feel better getting out there, getting it done, blasting through it, getting that charge of energy. And a lot of that begins by having understanding of yourself, how you operate, what makes you tick, what bugs you, how you react to things. And the more you can get in there and adjust that, the better results you can see. And this has been one of the biggest movers for me. So I really like that quote. I think that is absolutely awesome. My quote, once again, is from the seminar. We're still fired up from the seminar and we got a lot more to say about it. So my quote is, you know what to do, go do it. And this is how we actually started the Thursday episode. And I wanna call everyone out who only listens to the Motivation Mondays. These are always fired, they're more laid back, they're less structured. But the Thursday episode is always a fantastic opportunity to learn. We try to go really dense on one topic or one theme and really help it and beat it to death so that people can become fitter, healthier, happier, so you can really understand more than just the brief questions that come here. So if you haven't listened to that episode, my quote, you know what to do, go do it, is how we introduce the episode because this is what I think was a theme across all the speakers. I always like to look for themes. There would be one speaker who would say one thing, one would contradict it, and that's the enjoyment and the fun of having different speakers, different thoughts, and you can always see what resonates with you, but it seemed most of them were saying in general and the common theme that they all agreed upon was you know what to do go do it and this just hit me so hard because even today we're one episode behind we only filmed the one in utah because we like to put these out on video we know we've got a strong youtube community who look forward to seeing these on video with being able to see transformation see what me and kyle are up to see what coffee mugs we're drinking out of all that good stuff so we were filming three today and then me and kyle were saying oh should we only do two should we do it next week and we wanted to put it off and it just it hit me to i said you know what to do go do it we're feeling fired up we're charged up we're going to get these three done and they're going to be absolutely amazing and they're episodes we've done a lot of research on and we're like just trying to make them better and better and even for the podcast we know what we need to do to improve uh we know we need to talk a little bit slower not be overly excited and that was another interesting takeaway from the conference one guy came up and he was just speed talking like so fast and i'm like oh my goodness this is a great reminder to slow down to not be too excited and talk too fast and it's one of those things where you know what to do go do it so we know what we need to do it's just sometimes hard for us to do that this morning i woke up didn't want to make my bed you know what to do go do it start sacking wins you know what's holding you back in the gym you know what you're skipping out on you know the hard things you're shying away from and i just think having these mantras in the back of your head is one of the best things you can do because in those moments of weakness you'll have these amazing mantras that will make you think of these incredible figures that are so inspirational and so motivating and just amazing and when you even think of like eric thomas saying you know what to do go do it if that doesn't fire you up i don't know what will so this has just been on my head. This really hit me and I'm definitely happy to share that. This is something that really stood out to me as well. And even another way to put it would be so many people know what to do, but don't know, but don't do what they know. Like it's just, it's something that we heard so many times. And I actually posted an Instagram story the other day talking about this. And if you aren't following us on Instagram, please make sure to do that because we post at least six times a week. Uh, we also do daily stories. We do so much free value ads and I think you'll really like it, uh, which is our Instagram is Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. So make sure to follow that. But I made a post uh, on the story and I was just saying how in my personal opinion, there's two very common 
situations that are leading to your failure. So on one side, there's a lot of people who don't know what to do. They actually just find there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's just, you're not really sure what your macros should be. You're not sure what your workouts should be. And on the other side, there is a huge community of people who know, like Josh was saying, exactly what they should be doing. They know the approach. And I speak to so many people like this, but they're just not showing up for themselves. So my challenge for you, if you are on this side where you're just like, I just don't show up, you have to ask yourself and sit down with a pen and paper. Why exactly am I not showing up for myself? Even though I know I need to be strength training, my sleep should be getting better quality sleep. I should be hitting my macros, but I'm just not doing it. And I find a lot of times people struggle with this because they don't have accountability. They don't have guidance. They don't have that person checking in on them. And when you actually sit down for five or 10 minutes and think of like what the situation is and start to come up with a solution, you'll honestly be mind blown. So that's going to be my little challenge for you. If you are someone who knows what you should be doing, but you're just not doing it. And hopefully this helps you in some way or another. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our thoughts this week and obviously listen to a lot of these motivational hoorah speakers. I actually, Monday, like I went to my subscriptions, I'm subscribed to a motiva- uh, Motiversity channel, that's what it's called, Motiversity, and they just share motivational videos. And they had one that just, uh, let me find it here, it was called The True Dog Mentality. I sent it to Kyle and it was just absolute fire. They were talking about having that dog, having that just just voracious like intensity towards you and even David Goggins said he has a dog at home and he could feed that dog all day it'll never get full it'll always be ready to eat most dogs as long as they're in shape you say you want to go on a walk they're gonna go they're gonna be there like they're just able to grind through it and have that hunger and I really just found that motivational for me because in those moments where you want to be lazy where you don't want to do what you know you should be doing just to think I got that dog in me I'm gonna get after it little hoorah right there but that was another thing that really just fired me up in some of my weaker moments this week where I didn't want to do stuff and the other thought I had that we also mentioned shortly on the Thursday episode was just the con the concept of stacking wins and just throughout the day looking to say how can I stack wins how can I have these advantages how can I feel amazing and for me that was getting up on time making my bed spending the right amount of time brushing my teeth not speeding through it really being intentional in the workouts being off my phone in the workouts getting my work done in the morning approaching those frogs as we call them the hard tasks that we put off like there's just one thing that I kind of built up in my mind more to be annoying than it was in my email all yesterday I'm like I should do this I should do this I should do this this morning I'm like first thing I'm getting it done I'm stacking that win and it just makes your day easier and easier because as you have these wins under you're like I can do anything and it can often start from really small tiny things like actually like just laying out your clothes the night before making your bed brushing your teeth eating a good breakfast like those little things can really fuel you to do some big, scary, crazy things in your day. And those are my thoughts for this week. I'm definitely guilty of watching that dog mentality video a, too, a few too many times. Yesterday, Josh sent it to me. And then even this morning, I was like, I need some fire to start the day. Listen I did the same. <laughs> it, you got to, right? And like, there's no way you're just not going to start your day off strong when you have something, even if it's for a few minutes. Like, I'm not saying listen to it a ton, but... Uh, I will also share it down below because I now 
know it now, everyone's gonna say and be messaging us, what is that video? Uh, so it is a 50 minute video. I like the first 15 minutes the best, but if you're just looking to get a little inspired and there's nothing wrong with it. If you're not feeling fired up that day, look for some motivation like extrinsically. I believe that's the word extrinsically, not intrinsically. You wanna look from it outside of you. I'm gonna double check that that is a word, but use those hacks. Listen to a really hype song, go work out with a friend. Like use tools when you're not feeling it to help you feel it. Motivational videos are one of the biggest ones. And sometimes I'll just search like leg day motivation. You see these beasts getting after it. That'll fire you up too. So that'll be the first link in the description down below. Uh, you can check out that dog mentality video. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's something so powerful about that. Even uh, coming from that conference, I have a few clips that I filmed of the awesome speakers. And there's those moments during my day where I'm just like, ah, I'm just sitting down. I'm a little bit tired. And I'll pull out one of those like 30 to 60 second snippets of like one of the speakers who is so powerful. And by the way, if you've never heard someone speak in person, like to this degree, like Ed Milet, the most powerful speaker I personally had seen, I've listened to his podcast. I've seen his stuff and just hearing it in person person like hits you like no other. So I've been pulling out these little things to kind of push me just during those moments where it's been a little bit more challenging or I want to skip out on my walk or whatever the situation is. And so many people, I feel like they feel like they don't need that. They're better than that. They're like, oh, well, I don't need to rely on this stuff, but it helps a ton. So I highly recommend it. And the one thing that really stood out to me after spending you know, some time in Utah uh, with Josh's little one. He's 14 months now. And like, if any of you know me, I love comparing different parts of life to our journey or to our fitness journey, especially like I'll be on the top of the mountain, just like sitting there, like not like I'll, I'll try to be as present as I can, but when I'm not as present and I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like three to five different ways that I can compare a mountain to our fitness journey or specifically actually just paying attention. Cause I don't have any children myself. I've got two awesome dogs. So that's why I love the dog mentality video as well. But I started paying attention to uh, Josh's little one and seeing the little habits and the little traits, I guess you could say, like is so powerful because I learned a lot. And there's like some point in our life that we're told to start being more realistic to, you know, to not fail, like failing super bad for you. And I wanted to share a few things that really stood out to me. And I wrote it down on my notepad, um, just from learning from children. For those of you who know, you can relate always be curious, like seeing the curiosity is incredible because as we grow up, we're always told to just like, you know, in my opinion, to stop being curious, to just follow what's set out for you, to not really try these new things. Even just trying new things is another incredible thing that I just really learned from. I'm like, man, this is powerful. You know, I feel like a lot of people can learn from that falling down and getting back up. Just once again, the amount of times that we fail and we all hate failing, I'm watching the little guy try to walk and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm just like, look at the persistence. And that brings me into my next thing. I'm sure Josh has a bunch of things as well that he's learned, but myself from an outside perspective, I'm like, be persistent and keep pushing for what you want. Because, you know, we all know those guys, those girls, they'll, they'll get it when they keep pushing for it. So I think it's so powerful. And if I were to give one piece of advice, it's looking back on like, as you grow up, just seeing I guess like all those traits and, and just kind of trying to continue with them as you live life. Because to me, those are so powerful and we could all learn a thing or two from dogs, from kids, from everyone around us as well. 
Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. And like to always be learning is so important. And you can learn so much from children, just the excitement, the energy, the consistency, the attitude of not giving up. And it was funny, things kept happening and Kyle kept saying, oh, I got to write this one down. This is a good example. So I think that's an incredible way to, to really see it. And I even think taking that same approach like a child would to anything new in their life, to anything new you're doing and to have that same attitude of I don't care if people judge me, I don't care how I look, I don't care if I fail. Like imagine if we all felt silly learning to walk as kids and people laughed at us and pointed and made a big scene whenever you fell down. We never learned to walk. And it's the same way with the gym. Like you need to overcome those uncomfortable moments or maybe you're tracking your food you're trying to be different you're trying to lose weight and your friends point and laugh at you or they judge you and like that's where you just got to be stronger than that have that persistency and really just not care what people think alongside everything else kyle said that was incredibly well said and i think that was a really fun thought for this week and now we're going to go ahead and jump into one of our clients who has been crushing it who's been seeing change who we're really excited to share with you today so this week we have awesome haley who is fully transformed. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the photos, the before and the after. And if you are also just listening on Spotify, Apple, you can head to our Instagram, just follow us once again, and you'll see her photo, her top tips, her, you know, what she has to say about the program. But either way, I'm just, I'm so excited about this one. She's been working with our uh, awesome coach Armando. And like I've said it before, and I'll say it again, my favorite thing is when someone just is a completely different person. They start as someone who's unconfident, who's a little bit unsure about some things, they're not sure if they fully have the capability, and then fast forward to three months, six months, like however long it takes for some of these transformations, they're just, their confidence is there, they're wearing a bathing suit, and just so much happier. You know, we always get people when they reach out, they say, I just wanna be confident in whatever I wear, whatever the situation is. And I can truthfully say that majority of people get to that situation and get to that point, and we're just really happy for Haley, who's lost over 15 pounds. And, you know, we are obviously going to open up a few spots right now for people who are looking to get to the next level, lose body fat, build muscle. And above all, this test group that we are running for this week, we do have three spots available for anyone who's looking to just improve and grow their grow their, grow their glutes. Sorry, I know a lot of people right now are in that situation. The next question will actually go into depth within that. But if you are looking to level up, grow your glutes, lose body fat, and just get to the next level and feel your best, just send us a message with the keyword glute gains, and we are happy to take care of you, some of you awesome people. And yeah, I just want to add, you know what to do, go do it. And if you're not seeing the results you've wanted to see, you're consistently just feel like your wheels are spinning, you're not getting there, you're trying and failing, you're stuck, there's information overload, and all these obstacles for yourself. Like another thought I had that just really blew me away was stop fixing problems, eliminate them. An example of this, maybe you try dieting and you do okay and then the weekend comes and you fail. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna try again next week. And then you try to do better. The weekend comes, you do a little bit better, but you miss all your workouts. And then you're like, oh, okay, I gotta adjust for that too. And then you start making these changes and you just keep finding different reasons where you're getting stuck, where you're failing. You gotta eliminate those obstacles. And the best way to do that instead of having temporary fixes, having a coach on your side, having someone work for you one-on-one, -on -one, myself or Kyle there to guide you through the ups, the downs, to get Give you not only just the how but the why and to really make sure that you're accountable to seeing this change for you to even show yourself you're accountable it's one thing to just say to yourself 
I'm going to lose some weight. It's another thing to say, I'm going to lose weight. I paid a coach. I'm serious about this. I'm seeing this change. And that's going to ripple and give you amazing results for the rest of your life. It's going to give you a longer life, a healthier life, a happier life. And we want that for everyone. And yes, our coaching is a paid program, but we have made sure to make sure that it's affordable and that everyone who is pretty much doing okay in life will be able to afford it to jump in and really see the change that they deserve because having a coach on your side is the best investment you will make. And we're so excited to share every week a different client who's crushing it, like Haley, like the hundreds of other on our Instagram and the thousands we have transformed through this program. And you gotta ask yourself, why can't you be next? You know what to do, go do it. Go ahead and DM us that keyword to our Instagram, at ColossusFit. Once again, the keyword is glute gains. Even if you don't want huge glutes, this is gonna let us know that you've listened to this episode. You're like, okay, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to see change. And we guarantee you will see that change with us. Now into our weekly questions. First question for this week out of the mailbag is, with fall around the corner, I want to commit to a lean bulk and really grow my glutes once and for all. Do you have any tips? And this is from Joanna. So we get asked about glutes and just glute development a ton. We've answered in the past, but I know right now with the season changing with a lot of people starting to do a bit of a lean bulk, which we've talked about, I did want to just give a few different tips in terms of glute uh, training, in terms of growing them. And uh, I'm sure Josh will have a lot to say as well, but my first thing that I wanted to share is just actually committing to a slight lean bulk. So if you're a chronic dieter, if you are someone who's always in a deficit, who's always super fixated on your abs and just like just decreasing your calories, you're not feeding yourself as much, it definitely is a lot harder to build more muscle. And typically speaking, if you are around maintenance or slightly above maintenance, it'll actually be a lot easier to actually see the glute growth. And we do have a lot of people in our program who have just gone through this journey where, you know, they've committed a full, let's say three to six month time frame where they're in a slight surplus or around maintenance. And this just allows you to grow and especially grow in the right areas. Now, the thing to consider though is it needs to be a calculated approach. So if there's someone who just increases their calories to like 1,000 a day and they're like, oh, this is gonna, or sorry, like an like an increase of a surplus of 1,000 a day and just think, oh, this is gonna go on my glutes, that's not exactly the case. And that's why each person's so individual. So definitely having us take a look at your photos, see where you're at. You know, even sometimes people put muscle into different areas um, just based off of their genetics and everything. Like we need to consider that. But obviously there's the nutrition side, but it, even just as important, there's also the training side. So I think where a lot of people struggle is they say, hey, I want to grow my glutes. I saw on Instagram someone using a band and they just start to do these like 10 minute band workouts and these just kind of really light accessories and stuff. And to me personally, that's just not going to cut it. You do have to make sure you're focusing on the compounds, progressive overload, all the right movements such as squats, deadlifts any sort of hip thrusts, even just heavy lunges can help as well. But I'd say a lot of times people are focused on the wrong stuff. They're doing tons of abductor, like very light abductor, like 25 reps. And then they're doing, you know, light kickbacks and they're doing all this band stuff. And that's where a lot of people do struggle. And then past that, my third thing is just definitely increasing the frequency will absolutely help. So if you're someone who does like half a glute workout in your week and you start to increase that to one to two, maybe even three, as you continuously get better, there's without a doubt, you're going to grow your glutes. And that's something a lot of people don't realize is just simply increasing how often you do it with the right movements. And of course, this is something we uh, specialize in. We've helped a few thousand people in this exact scenario, and we'd love to help you out. But those are my top tips. And I hope it helps Joanna and all of you awesome other people. 
Yeah, if you're looking to grow any muscle group in general, one of the best things you can do is increase frequency. Obviously within reason, every day is not gonna help you. You need adequate rest. If you're doing it once a week, move it to twice a week. And you don't need to be doing it with 12 different sets or sorry, 12 different exercises for that muscle twice a week. You can actually decrease the density in each workout so that you, it can allow you to hit it with more frequency. And that's where you can start to group things a little bit more in your training. Like Kyle said, being in that lean bulk is gonna be one of your best contributors to helping you add on muscle, making sure you have like a surplus. There's an example of it's easy to carve something in clay when you have excess clay, but it's hard to reshape something when you've already carved it out because that clay is missing. You have less to work with. You have to work inward and your body is very much the same. When it has a surplus, when it has adequate amount of calories, it's able to put on a lot more muscle a lot faster, especially if you are a newer lifter. And even if you're a long time lifter, you're gonna need this more than anything to make sure you are putting on muscle. But Kyle knocked that one out of the park. I'm really happy with that answer. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into the second question. So the second question is, how do you decide what to make your fitness goal slash goal weight? So I think this is a fun question because when I started working out, I think it was like 140, 150 pounds, something like that. Be it so, I was young. I think I was like 15 or 16. So I was very, very young. Obviously, I was still growing. And I don't want to shock anyone when I say like, oh, I'm like 210 pounds now. Because that makes it seem like it's absolutely insane. But growth did have its purpose in that. And because of that, I was like, okay, I'll be a solid 180. That's where I'm going to feel good. And then I'm like, okay, I could definitely be 200. And then I'm like, eh, let's be 220. And then I was like, okay, let's be 240. And what's nice about that is I did this crazy massive bulk while I was growing, got insanely strong, put on a ton of muscle, and I still am receiving the benefit of that today. And I also really know where I feel best. 240, I did not like it. I was so heavy. I remember walking upstairs at my university and just being like, this is not it. This is gross. Like I need to eat too much food. I remember always just needing to stuff down food. It was getting expensive. And I just, I didn't like being that big, but I know other people that get that big and they're like, let's go 260, brother. Let's, let's just become a house. Let's become a monster. And like power to you, you really got to experiment and see where you feel best. I like holding a lot of muscle. I like being as muscular as I can as a natural, looking good, still having some leanness, some definition. And I've experimented with this where I felt strong, where I felt nimble, where I felt healthy, where I felt balanced. And I've really enjoyed this kind of like pretty much within 210 to 220 range. So I did a shred down to like 208, 209. I've kind of been hovering there gotten up to about like 211. Um, I ate a lot of food in Utah and I still lost weight. So I'm going to have to keep increasing my calories. I'm going to keep finding my way up to about a 215, putting on lean muscle, looking good, and then doing it slowly like that. I shouldn't necessarily need to take a lot off. But anyhow, with me rambling here, case in point, it's a very personal thing and it's so easy to fall in love with a number. But I could be, for instance, 180 pounds and look horrible like I could lose all my muscle just like stop working out eat garbage food and just like kind of have that skinny fat look like does it matter that I'm 180 I could be 250 and look incredible um, I probably can't hold that much mass but you get the point like weight is just a number it's like something to work towards and you can gauge how you look the other thing too is me at 210 at like let's say 25% body fat would be a radically different look than me at 210 at 12% body fat. So my goal, and even as me and Kyle have done DEXA scans, which are like bone density scans, also show your muscular mass, they show your total free mass, your fat mass, all this good stuff. My goal is always to be my muscle mass go up, my fat amount decrease. And that's exactly what I've done. It's fun analyzing like the one now compared to the one like years and years ago. And that's kind of my continual goal. So I'd like to be as lean as I am now at 210 
at 215. But for me to do that, I'm gonna have to put on muscle, take off some of that fat, put on muscle, take off some of that fat. And like after 10 years of lifting, it's like a game of inches. When you start lifting, you can just put on crazy muscle, crazy change. And that's why within 90 days, we can have people look like they've done three years of working out in progress by just optimizing factors because it's such a shock to the system and you kind of get that noob gains benefit. So that's how I'd answer that. And it's just an incredibly personal thing. You gotta play with it, see how you change. Some people are heavier, some people are lighter, but I know Kyle has some really good points to add here. Honestly, it's such a great question. And my question to ask you is like, what do you really want yourself? Like not your family member, not your friends. Like what is it that you're striving for and that makes you feel your best? Because before I was saying, obviously the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And I just think it's a very personal question that like you need to answer. But I will give you some insight because similar to Josh, I've been all sides like in terms of weight i've been 155 and stepped on stage i've been 207 and had a lot of muscle mass and been super strong but there's four things that i personally really focus on that i think a lot of people will be able to resonate with and there's simple questions how do i look how do i feel how strong am i and how's my cardio so for me similar to josh like having that range of like for him it's 210 to uh 220 for me, it's 170 to maybe 180 or like 165 to 175, 177. And the reason I'm sharing that with, with you is because in my personal opinion, all four of those questions that I've just asked myself, I'm able to really manage those and be actually super happy with every single one of them. Similar to when I was super skinny doing ultra marathon running, all this other stuff, I was like around 155, 160, but I wasn't strong. Um, and I wasn't, uh, it just, I didn't feel good. So like, of course I, I looked good and my cardio was great, but that just didn't make me super happy. Similar to being like 190, 200 pounds in the past, I didn't actually look good. Um, and my cardio wasn't good, although I was super strong and I did feel honestly pretty decent. So for me, my question for you is just to like, ask yourself those things. Like, what do I really want and how can I get there? Because sometimes people say, oh, it's impossible to be super strong, to be able to hike up a mountain and do a bunch of cardio and to also be lean and to also feel good. But I do believe there's a sweet spot for a lot of people. And the more that you try different things out and see different weights and see where you're at, the more you can figure out where you enjoy being and what your day-to-day -day living situation is, uh, it, what's more ideal for you. So hopefully that helped. Those are things that I personally ask myself and uh, it, it helps me just maintain a level of weight that I'm happy with and uh, allows me to be happy day-to-day -day with everything. And then last but not least, the perfect transition into what I was saying earlier about dealing with that negativity is how do you deal with the negative comments about how much time you spend at the gym, in fitness, in your nutrition, all of these things? Really good question. And honestly, like, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because before I would answer, I'd be like, ah, who cares about them? And at the same time, I do believe that that is a really good answer because it is your life similar to what i was saying kind of seems like there's a common theme here where you need to make yourself happy and that's ultimately the most important thing but i do believe that asking yourself where it's stemming from is always a good thing because instead of just brushing someone off and saying oh who cares it does allow you to just understand a little bit more and oftentimes it helps me just maybe feel bad for someone it helps me maybe reassure that i'm doing the right stuff it helps me maybe realize how i can actually help someone else out because there may be that person who just doesn't understand and it gives me an opportunity to actually be able to offer some advice to someone who says you're going to the gym too much what's wrong because then i can offer a bit of a different perspective when i realize that maybe 
maybe there's a bit of jealousy. Maybe they're actually wanting to kind of do what I'm doing, but they just don't know how to start. Maybe it's an insecurity. So I do believe like before me just saying, ah, who cares? Like they'll say what they want. Just understanding where someone's coming from is actually, in my opinion, my biggest tip. And I think it's something that can help you navigate and uh, be able to stay on the right track as well. For me, I've really just been reflecting on like where people come from. And I think most people come from, if I like, if I like what I do for fun is like you go out with your friends to bars every night, you eat a ton of food and that's what you do. You sleep in, you just complain about how much work sucks. And then you start like getting up early, you start going to the gym, you start worrying about your health, you start cleaning up. Those people are going to feel like it's uncomfortable for them because you're separating away from them. It's the crabs in the bucket analogy that Bedros used a hundred times where crabs won't escape the bucket because they'll just pull them down. And it's the same with people. I think a lot of people operate from insecurity. If you start going to the gym a lot, they think, ooh, I should be going to the gym, but I'm going to demonize them going to the gym to make them feel about it, to make myself feel better by the fact I'm not. And when you really look at that and you know what you're doing is positive and you ask yourself out of the two situations, what would I prefer to be really unhealthy and not work out or to feel better about this person? And I think what's funny too is even new clients will come in, they'll start making changes, they'll start looking amazing. Their friends will judge them. Why are you in the gym so much? Why are you tracking your food? Why are you eating healthy? Why are you not having 18 desserts with us? And then what's amazing is like pretty much at that eight week mark, guaranteed, they'll start going, how did you do this? What's the secret? You need to help me do this. Like when people see the change, it's amazing. And even just the concept of like I mentioned too, do you want to just be like everyone else or do you want to be better than that? Do you want to be your own person? Do you want more health? Do you want more happiness? Do you want more ability? Do you want to physically feel better? And it will take doing things that not everyone's doing. So for me, that's why I just feel no ways. I'm very happy doing what I know is best for me, what feels best, what ultimately makes sense. And I know where those comments are coming from. If it was ever extremely harmful too, and like, you got to ask, most people won't say anything. It'll just be a few people that'll make those comments. If everyone, all of your loved ones are like, hey man, you need to stop working out for 12 hours a day. You're not going to work. You're not sleeping. You're just in the gym for 12 hours. Then you got to listen. But if you know what you're doing is balanced and healthy, like you're going to the gym like five times a week for an hour, let's even say two hours, like that would be a pretty intense person. And that'd be such a teeny tiny part of your day. And when you consider the amount of time people spend scrolling Instagram or TikTok or Netflix, you can say with confidence, getting out, getting the gym is the better of the two. So I just find really like looking through that from a position of logic and rationale just makes it where you can really just look past those comments and then just not engaging them, leading by example. Those people will come to you for support after and you can be that catalyst for them to finally see change to break out of that insecurity because that's coming from a position of pain where they know they should improve and you leading you're actually helping them and not engaging i think you'll be surprised nine times out of ten they'll end up complimenting you yeah even myself doing this for upwards of 10 years now or even over i can't say i've really ever received any of those comments and i just think like similar to what josh was saying it is definitely something to consider and i guess the last thing i'll leave with you is like just paying attention to where they're at like if it's a past friend that you would just constantly be drinking with or like whatever your past life would be like and it's someone who criticizes you for that 
you understand, hey, it's coming from that side of things. Whereas if it's like a spouse who also maybe, you know, you're skipping out on dinner each time and you're at the gym for three hours and like there's all this other stuff, then it is something that you have to kind of consider and maybe try to navigate a bit differently and be like, okay, I need to explain better. I need to change my schedule. I need to do this. So at the same time, I just think when you actually look at who's saying it, where it's coming from and just be able to assess from there, you'll be able to navigate it a lot easier and uh, learn some stuff and maybe brush some stuff off as well. And uh, hopefully that answer helps you. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would mean the world if you could share it to your story. Thank you to everyone who did that the other day when we asked or share it with a friend, share it to your Facebook, share it to your MySpace, uh, print off the episode, put on your local bulletin board. (laughs) All joking aside, if you could just even share it with one person, you might help that person out, encourage them, help them even see why you do what you do, why you're inspired to do what you do and keep living a fitter, healthier and happier life. We'll see you in the next episode.